mighty digressions. On the fourth day, shortly after noontime, about halfway through the day, you enter the town of Baldur's Kess is managing to look grateful and appropriately devout. It's time to ju- to enter the wide. Yeah, now that now that Kess is going to be okay, we've got to get onto this Amber Dune book place and uh, get to the bottom of this. Agreed. Entering the wide, uh, it is a bustle of activity. There are uh, the the alleyways are streaked with uh, people uh, negotiating and haggling over prices back and forth. Uh, there are any number of stalls, everything from food to pottery to coin exchanges to to carpentry to uh, to services. You know, people offering carpenter services. Or or uh, or the like. They have uh, scriveners. They have bowyers. They have Fletchers. You name it. Pretty much anything that you could find uh, that you could imagine uh, is available here. How do you proceed? Now, and the one thing that you don't find though is any signage indicating uh, business names or or the like. So how do you proceed? Once we find this place, which I'm assuming we're going to have to ask directions. Do we need to, we need to have a plan. Are we just going to bust in and start asking questions or do we want to uh, bait them for information? I mean, I'm new to here. I could walk in and ask for the book, for a book. Mm, you could say you're looking for a book to try to make sure you can enter Candlekeep as long as you, you know. Perhaps that's our course of action. We go around asking if people know where we can get books to enter Candlekeep. If we're doing that, it's important that we keep an eye out for people tracking us. It may be that they know people are looking, or they know that people are going to Candlekeep because of the questions they asked before they got to the actual shop. Alari, why don't you pose as someone looking, and we'll closely observe whether anyone follows you, approaches you, tells each other about you. We can watch the process in in action. I can do that. I'm not. I, you guys should be able to keep an eye on me, considering I'm seven foot tall. I'm pretty conspicuous, especially in a place like this. Because of my experience enforcing the law and dealing with lawbreakers, I can both find find uh, see watch personnel and and bases of operations, but equally, yep, dens of illegal activity and criminals. Certainly. So, um, I would yeah. be using that. I'm hoping to get some kind of investigation as far as perception in yep. um, noticing anybody uh, trying to follow or taking ill notice of Daz in our rooms. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're looking for. Um, and there are no fewer than 10 members of the City Watch uh, patrolling this entire area. They will routinely um you, you see even just like walking in here uh you will see one you know harassing uh a raggedy commoner uh accusing them of theft and hauling them out um that sort of thing but they seem to be patrolling this area f- uh uh pretty closely and keeping an eye on it and criminals that seem to be taking note of dads as he uh uh acts like oh i'm going to candle keep and i'm looking for a book Nobody seems to be paying any particular attention, uh, you know, because I mean, keep in mind, I've, so there's only a few tokens on the map right here, but they're in this 
probably you know what 1200 square uh uh block here um it's like a 30 by 40 map uh there are probably a thousand people in here right? right um so just way too crowded to go ahead and put the put the icons on but i mean no one is taking any particular attention even to you all there are other tieflings here there are other furbogs here probably aren't other tur- uh, any other turtles here but that's that's about the only thing that makes uh makes you at all unique okay and the fact that there are six of you and um, as trainee sages, Sprocket and I can probably sniff out where the bookstall is. Give me... Um, and point Alari in the right direction. I mean, you can continue to wander through and you would see it if you... You would, you would notice it if you saw it, but you can't see it from where you're standing. Alari is just going to go up to that shop right there with the girl with the blue dress on your mask. Yes. What is she selling? Uh, she is selling hand-woven baskets. Okay, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to look for a smallish basket. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like the right size for a small picnic basket or a lunch basket. Yep. And I'm going to select one and ask her, you know, how much is, is your wares? Uh, give me, please, uh, give me a charisma check. That's a 23. Awesome. Um, give me um, two gold pieces. Um, I hand her three. Oh. And I ask, is there a bookshop in the area? Oh. Uh, yeah, there, there's one. Uh, she'll point to her left. Uh, maybe two or three alleys up there. Wait till the big gap. Take a right. It's over there. And someplace I can get lunch? There's a million places that you can get lunch. She'll point straight ahead and uh, comment on. Um, that's right there. That you see the see the blonde girl there with the green dress. Her name's Autumn. Autumn Sparkheath, and that is Autumn's breads, best breads in the reach. Very good, thank you. And I walk towards that vendor. Um, as you kind of enter into uh that section of uh of the wide the smell is heavenly uh you can smell spiced fruits um there is a uh, a crackle in the air of uh of fine oil um and she is taking um taking like blobs of dough um and stuffing um apples and peaches into and raisins into the dough and then throwing it into a a, a, a vat of boiling oil uh while and she, she she's got probably a dozen of them floating uh in the oil um several different shades of uh that kind of golden brown uh that perfectly fried dough begins to take um and she has a, a large vat of of uh, powdered sugar and so she'll take She'll take these out with her bare hands out of this boiling oil and throw them into the powdered sugar and roll them around and then put them on a plate in the in the front of her stall there. Uh, Alari is going to clap in delight, trying to look as naive as possible, which isn't much of a stretch here in the big city for her, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and get a ask for an apple pastry. Fabulous. Yeah. How much? Yes. Five silver pieces. Okay. Hands that over and asks directions to the bookshop just to make sure yeah. there's not more than one. Sure. 
and bookshop. Uh, let's see, from here, uh, again, she'll kind of like point behind her and say, uh, it's like three, four alleys up that way, uh, kind of over towards that side of the, of the, uh, of the market. And she basically points to the same one. Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird because her back is to where it's going. But yeah, you get the feeling that they're generally pointing at the same place. Okay. And I will pack my very hot tart into my new basket and kind of walk along through the the market. As we're following, would would I be able to notice if there's any damage to her hand? She's a good... 50 feet away, so trying to determine if her hand is hurt is... Oh, okay. I thought we were going with her when she went there. I oh, I, I did... Sorry, I I, uh, I I didn't know. So did you follow... Did all six of you sort of tromp into... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to move that. Um, I think tromp- we're kind of fanning out and doing surveillance and staying close enough to observe what's going on, but not being that obvious, seeing as we're in a crowd of a thousand. Yep. Is that right, okay. Simeon? That's kind of how I thought, like, yeah, generally following, but not on top of like we're together. And yeah. we're looking for other people tailing her. Yep. Um, uh, Simeon, you've been watching the city watch, uh, and you've you kind of got a layout of the people that are here that seem to be important. You don't seem to to notice anybody trailing uh, or anything like that. Um, again, everyone here just sort of seems to be going about their own business and not really concerning themselves with you. Okay, can I notice uh, her hand, even if I'm rolling perception at disadvantage? Yeah, give me per- exactly. Give me perception at, di- at disadvantage. Probably going to end up with six. That's the first roll. A six? Yeah. Oh, man. Natural one? No, natural 20 was the other roll, but it's a disadvantage. Aww. So it's a six. No, her, hand- her hands don't seem to be burnt, but uh, man, it smells so good in here. You're honestly not sure she has hands. Like, like it's just you're distracted by the food. Okay. Yeah, like she has hands. Like that's I meant like more like you're just distracted by the food. Like oh yeah, hands, <laughs> hands, but food. You know. Okay. Yeah. Like mommy used to make. So uh, I'm gonna move uh, Alari a little further on. Uh, see, Simeon was over here. Where, like, where would the rest of you guys place yourselves? I would probably be within uh, twenty to twenty-five feet of her at all times. And kind of fanned out, so we're not all together. Okay. We're moving so, around uh, these little alleys so we can keep her in sight. Sounds good? I would good? probably trail the group, staring in wonderment at everything. That would be my first time in a human city yeah. of this size. Yep. You're, uh, definitely, you're, you're definitely craning your neck to see uh, everything that there is to see. This is quite a spectacular uh, section of town. Sprocket, Des, uh, where would you be kind of in relation to everybody else? The thing is, I'm tempted to say that sprocket being so small i i wonder if das would be kind of worried about him amongst this crowd <laughs> yeah and there he probably knows but sir yeah I, I guess he would maybe consult him and say are you gonna be okay on your own sprocket sprocket looks up from a table of curios that was laid out uh some of one of which is a small mechanical clockwork device that doesn't seem to function really well uh but he's intently studying it. he goes hmm? i'm sorry what was that <laughs> Now I'm just worried that Sprocket is going to be too distracted and get pickpocketed or something. <laughs> no, I, I trust I, I trust Sprocket. I'm going to go um, similar to where Kess is going, kind of like round to the right um, and just kind of see what's going on. Okay, so we'll put you over here. Um, and Sprocket, uh, are you going through the shops in any order or 
anything? Like, is there any is there any method to your madness? So as he moves forward, since his attention was broken from the uh, the mat of knickknacks, it was out out on the side there. Um, noting that Simeon is on the right, he's going to go to the left and gently trail one hand down the tents and tables as he walks on his left hand <laughs> side, while periodically glancing over at Simeon and smiling. <laughs> so about the same spot to keep pace with him. Okay, Alari, um, you seem to be the lead of the, pa- of the party here. So tell me how you're moving through, and then I will just kind of move people as I would, as I think would be appropriate based on kind of where you have all told me you are. So Alari, it's your choice. Um, so I envision that she's desperately struggling to stay on task while she's going oh butterfly what's this oh goodness look over there and wow look at this other thing but sort of allowing herself to do that in a sense because she's trying to play exact trying to pretend to play exactly what she is cool give me a performance check please 16 um so yeah she's pause you know just kind of pauses occasionally at a shop and and looks over the wares just in awe over the variety and and the colors and mm-hmm. and regretfully walks away from several things that she knows she can't afford and probably shouldn't and continues to move towards the um the bookshop um so daz and kess would you continue to more move this direction or would you uh or not i think that we would probably not be directly together yeah um, was, so I... we'll take different directions i could go up between the stalls into the next open area Oh, Daz has yeah. already gone there. That's oh, fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like that yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. And then Inan, I'll put you kind of trailing like one one movement behind everybody else. So would a perception or an insight check be appropriate? Or are we just basically there's not much to see? Um, there's there's tons to see. There's uh, almost too much to see uh, to go ahead and, and sort of uh, sort through. And you have not yet got to a position uh, where you can see the bookstore. Alari, in front of you, again, you see uh, another kind of food stall with uh, all sorts of, uh, of baked goods and breads and uh, mugs of stout beer. Um, uh, Simeon, in front of you, you see a stall with fine cuts of beef um, that smell uh, fresh uh, and of uh, of 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 game not this is not like uh like bread deer uh this is real like hunted in the wild deer um Illidaz, you see a small cafe here uh with uh with teapots uh and several small tables um and uh they offer uh water mead beer tea coffee all that sort of thing and i know uh, i know the tea wouldn't be as good as simeon's so there's not no, much point in sure. buying any totally right yeah over to the side Kess, uh off to sort of your right uh uh you see um somebody uh crying uh not not like crying but like c- calling out um uh that uh they are uh uh, fabulous purveyors of uh, of metalwork, um, you know, um, honest honest reputation, uh, you know, clear clear line of ownership, uh, uh, you know, no no crime here. They seem very insistent about that. In fact, Alari, any any further? Uh, where do you go next? 
Um, I'm. She's just going to continue to meander her way through the directions that she was given towards um, the bookshop, not not having any other input yep. from her companions. Sure. You sort of hit a place where you can't go straight anymore. There's kind of the alley uh, kind of uh, – if you turn to the right, then the alley kind of goes back up straight. But um, So are you going to turn to either direction or are you going to try to go around the, uh, around the stall that's in front of you and, and continue straight? Um, I'm going to – I, I didn't write down the directions. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to the right there and go in between the green and the blue stalls there. Yeah. Uh, would you please give me a perception check? 13. Fabulous. Um, you see a stall with several stacks of books and uh, several open books that seem to be... Uh, uh, that there's uh, a gray-haired gentleman um, sort of hunched over uh, working on. Uh, he's seems to be... It, it's tough to see actually from this distance what exactly he's doing, um, but you see uh, a, a store with piles of books. Um, is it that far? Yeah, like grouping is, of tents? Okay. It's about 50 feet to your right. So in other words, instead of turning to the left up that alley, if you continued straight where you where you had gone to the right, um, you would you would get there. Kind of beyond the green tent that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, I'm just gonna make my way straight there. Okay. As a out of character question, sure. um, earlier when we were back at Candlekeep, would anybody have? Was I there when they were describing Simeon and and Kess when they were describing what that one person was saying? The purveyor, the female purveyor, looked and smelled like, and all that jazz. If you were with that group who was doing the interviewing, then yes, you you heard that from uh, from the person that they were talking to. Um, uh, Cass Simeon, uh, is it safe to say that you would? How much detail would you have uh, shared with the party about um, about that sort of information? I feel that three nights around the campfire, yep. um, we've probably had a chance to sort of talk in a fair amount of detail about the bookstall we're going to. Yep. Even distracted by fears of lycanthropy. Yep. Okay. Agreed. Okay. So as I approach the place, do I see anybody with that, with the uh, descriptions of any of the people that they've mentioned were, were running the shop? You see two people. One is a young man, and then there's the middle-aged man uh, hunched over uh, a book seemingly repairing it. But do they do they match the descriptions that I would have heard during the campfire? The description okay. that the, the only description that you heard of somebody who worked at the at the bookstall was um, that it was a woman. Okay. Um. Then I'll go in and start looking around. How does everybody else kind of respond to that? I've got so Sprocket. I've kind of got you off on your own, kind of doing, uh, you know, looking at crazy things because that seems to be Sprocket. I've got everyone else kind of trailing in. How, I think I would move up. Behind the stall, so that I'm in range so like and over here? can hear and intervene if necessary. I would go in into the uh, that area, but probably be in the northwest corner of it, looking at whatever is there from the from that inside part. Okay, sure. So uh, in in there, um, you see. Uh, it looks like a store area, honestly. Oh, uh, actually, um, so this is the back of a cart, uh, the back of a stall um, that is selling fruits and vegetables and uh, all sorts of fresh produce. So, Daz, how about you? Um, this kind of like dark green one on the bottom left. Yeah. 
uh, what is that? And what, where is it facing, I suppose, is the question. It is facing uh, sort of south, uh, mm. and it is a fish market. Okay, well, I will pretend for a few moments to be very interested in fish and kind of peer through the gaps in the stall to see if I can see Alaray um, and what's happening. Yep. Um, yeah, you can. You you can. Yeah, you can see basically. I mean, it's it's an open. It's an open tent basically with like four pegs on it, uh, mm-hmm. with, with with four legs. You can see through it, no problem at all. Um, and on, I kind of moved you up a little bit again, just kind of uh, trailing behind. Is there any place uh, you would prefer to be? I would probably look with interest at the fish, uh, but just okay. in a uh, from over the shoulder. Yeah, that's fine. And Sprocket, uh, again, I kind of had you off random direction. Is there anything here that is sort of attracting your attention? So I think the direction works pretty well. And I was eyeballing this. Oh, you put me by the blue and purple bowl or the green and purple bowls. Well, what are they? What's that stall? Um, those are uh, crystals, actually. They, they're, and they're not bowls. They are on like wooden pedestals. What type um, of stall is it? just crystals uh, or is it... it it's like crystals and rocks and those are on display um and the shopkeep uh insists that the crystals have healing properties hmm very interesting i may be back but i actually have pressing <sighs> yes no i have pressing business but i'll be back and he goes up around the back of that block going in the direction of everybody else yep so you pass uh you pass several jugs mm-hmm. uh you pass uh uh the one with the yellow and black stripes has several clay figurines um, that seem particularly interesting. Um, interesting how? Uh, the fact that they're clay figurines and they seem very, um, they seem almost like what we would what we would call as like Native American figurines, you know, like um, uh, just like very ancient. Um, and they kind of have that look to them. Hmm. Uh, so maybe more intriguing than interesting. Um, and then uh, there is uh, another uh, food stall kind of around the corner uh, here. Um, this seems to be selling a variety of uh, fruitcakes and um, – oh, uh, yeah, like a variety of fruitcakes. Um, and then uh, an armorer. You see several shields uh, and kind of inside that area – uh, is uh, several sparring dummies and things like that. So with that food cart right there, uh, mm. does the fruitcake look good? I mean, is this like a quality fruitcake or the Christmas fruitcake you re-gifts to someone else every year? <laughs> Give me like a medicine check. Let's go, let's go medicine. 22, 19 plus three. Yeah, they seem not bad. They're only four silver pieces. But not the kind mom used to make. They don't have that kind of Correct. smell. Correct, yeah. They don't have that, they don't have that touch. Well, I need a cover. So unless something else looks more appetizing, and I'm also hungry because I like to eat. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, you just passed through the entirety of the food market. Yeah, exactly, right. So Yeah, I almost stopped and bought the tarts, but I thought that would be too suspicious. <laughs> so he'll have to buy a fruitcake unless something else looks more tasty and stand there sampling it while yep. kind of casually observing what's going on inside the next bin. It's not dudes. bad. It's okay. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a little too nutty. Oh my, this is this is fantastic. It's almost as good, well, almost as good as my mom's. What's your secret? Give me a uh, performance check. Or give me a deception check. Mind you, at this point, he's just trying to kill time. Oh yeah. 14. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Fabulous. Would you like more? I'll give you another one for only three silver pieces. Hmm. If you like it so much. Well, 
it's it's really good. Do you get compliments like this often? No. Well, then perhaps, since I'm such a fan, you should set me up with a second piece on the house. Give me a persuasion check. 18 plus 1, 19. You know what? I will. But you got to promise that everybody you talk to, send them to Snog Dozzle's Fruitcake. I'll do you one better. And I sit down on uh, a barrel right there beside his shop and just, while watching everybody else periodically to passersby, go, man, this is really good. Y'all should try it. Rocket, the first form of uh, effective advertising. <laughs> Alari, you are uh, at the bookshop uh there again. There's a a young uh, looking man who um, comes over and asks uh, if there's anything that I can do. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for? Um. Well, I'm looking for. A, I I have to I I I've heard about this candle keep place library. I yes. need to I need to have a book to go there, and I need. I, I, I'm looking for something that they would be interested in. I have no idea what they would want. Well, I mean, surely they would want nothing but the finest. Uh, and we have set aside a collection of books. Uh, they are they are not uh, they are not inexpensive, however. Uh, they're quite expensive and quite valuable. Oh, how expensive are we talking about? We can make you a deal and sell you one for 300 gold pieces. Oh, goodness. She looks crestfallen um, and starts glancing around at some of the other books to see if one looks, like, really exciting to her that maybe cheaper that she could grab. Uh, yeah, really they, trying they to have, play this up. Totally, yeah. They have, they have uh, several uh, common books like they have like you know uh like the 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 version of like a dime store comic like you know they have 17 copies of it um they'll sell it for one silver piece but uh uh there are um, and the, there's a, like a stack of four or five books um kind of deep into the stall um that are you can tell by the binding and the cover that they are of exceptional quality and they are they are not on the table kind of uh out in the open here but there's basically like a stack of books that he said were off to the side for just Correct. this purpose yeah yeah exactly right it's like so if you think if you see like the table that's right in front of you think like right under the on like the blue and white awning kind of just inside kind of tucked away from where where people would be able to snatch them and gra- and run Gotcha. And he said, how much? How much for the expensive books? Yeah. He offered you that they would make you a deal for 300 gold. That's what I thought. Okay. Okay. Um, if, that, if that's too much, the price is negotiable. Maybe 250 I really, I mean, that'd be, that would be like me giving the shirt off my back. But I mean, if that would make, if that would make you happy, then, then maybe we can make a deal. Unfortunately, I think I'd have to give you the shirt off my back in order to do that. Oh, that's so. Uh, we're not a shirt store. I know. Is there anything unusual? Do I see anything strange other than that the fact that they look like really good books? I mean, does that look odd for this type of an area, for this kind of an outdoor <sighs> seller as opposed to a bookstore? Give me a perception check, and we'll see sort of how you did as you went through the other shops. Uh, I got a seven. You know, other stores in in the area here 
like obviously like like the people that are like making food and things like they don't have anything equivalent but like you know like the people that sell like rugs and blankets like they sell they keep the nice things away from the uh from the front you know um particularly with when simeon was saying that there is a heavy city city watch presence here um you know theft is probably something that does happen and so the shopkeeps are responsible to keep their most prized goods away from uh from prying eyes or, or loose hands Easier to get away with a book than a rug, though. Absolutely fair. Totally fair. You know, um, you know, but like, you know, like they even like like mugs. Like, you know, you could find like your standard mug kind of sitting out there, but the nice mug with engraving of the city crest and things like that. You know, or like you know, custom mugs where they'll make a, f- a family crest on them. You know, those aren't kept uh, kind of in the front. And and does the young the young man does he seem like super eager to sell me one, or is he just being casual about the whole thing? No, he seems he seems very happy uh, to have you here. He does seem very uh, interested to sell you something, and he doesn't seem at all put off by the fact that I'm that country bumpkin look. The fact that I'm definitely not from around yeah. here does not care. Okay, still looking disappointed and crestfallen. Um, Alari kind of takes a hesitant step back and away, and then just turns and 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 walks out kind of mumbling to myself about how i can make some cash yep as you turn around and walk out the older gentleman who is sort of hunched over uh the table there um says uh theron uh make sure that we have uh the uh the trade for the last several hours together um uh, uh corvallo will be here uh, at any moment. I'm sure I heard that from behind the stall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, he, w- he was not quiet about it at all. Right. So I am, I my ears are pricked up and I am ready and listening. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm just going to go around the corner like I'm, well, I've am i left so that try to put some cover, like, so like, to speak. Like down between. here past the fish market? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move to the, to the, uh, to this uh, stall to my east and just see what they've got, spend some time looking. Uh, and as I'm closer, I'm going to see if I notice any particular scent or anything like that. So uh, you are sort of at the back end of these these stalls up here. Um, so you've got like the bookseller down here in the lower right-hand corner, and then you're kind of at the back of them all. So you're getting kind of a sideways glance from these sellers who are kind of wondering why you're behind them. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah. My apologies. And then I'll um, move on to the books. Yep. Um, and you can see uh, you can see the stack of expensive books, again, kind of uh, one square to your right and two squares down, kind of in that section underneath the gray and white awning. Okay. And uh, do I notice any uh, anything particular about that stack? Are they bound in a specific way? So those five books in particular are of vastly different quality than everything else in here. Okay. I'm just going to go through the stacks I have and, and basically I'm going to put off that these are the types of books I'm interested in. I'm going to engage the boy. Like what's his favorite out of these group of books here? Who does he like? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't hear you. you, you which books are the, you're looking for the expensive books or no, I'm looking in the cheap ones. I'm just trying to engage the boy yep. in conversation. Sure. See yeah. if he has any, basically I'm in, I'd like to 
gauge whether he's cagey, trying to hide anything, yep. if, if anything like that. Something cool. he's Give nervous about based on the statement that the old man made. Yep, Fabi absolutely. Um, so make me please uh, give me an insight check. Thirteen. As far as you can tell, the boy is totally sincere. Um, he is uh, right now um, going through. He has a he has like a little um, coin purse like on his front that he's currently starting to rifle through and start to count uh, the gold coins and silver coins that he has uh, that he has in there. Okay, I'll keep looking at books. Sprocket, uh, you see uh, a woman uh, with a hooded cloak on uh, walking quickly um, towards where you all are. Um, she doesn't pay any mind to uh, to you or to anybody else kind of in the area here. Um, and she walks into the bookstore um, and stands uh basically right in front of the bookstores uh, and um, asks for, um, you know, lets them know that um, your replacements are coming soon. Uh, I'm here to, to collect uh, the earnings for the last, uh, for the last shift. Wolf Sprocket is sitting there as she passes. Does he happen to notice any particular smell or aroma coming off of her? No. Notice that her hair is particularly riverishous. Uh, no, in fact, she's wearing a hood up over her hair. Um, so she's like, she's hooded. Um, all that you really notice is that she is walking with uh, great confidence. Well, then Sprocket notes her passing and what went on, but continues no longer calling out to the crowd. He's instead sitting there idly munching on the second piece of fruitcake with his other hand holding open a treatise on extra dimensional space theory as it pertains to the creation of pocket dimensions. Yep. <laughs> and half paying attention to what's going on while reading she uh collects basically all of the gold from uh the two individuals here um and then just as she walked in uh she walks out and off to the left before um, before she yeah. fully is left i'm going to cast uh divine sense okay. just as a precaution Obviously, we had this idea that maybe she was able to totally enthrall somebody. So if there's some kind of infernal or um, special magics going on there, I'm trying to detect that with Divine Sense, as well as maybe the books and the people working at the stall as well. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, divine Sense. It's undead, celestial, or fiend, or uh, could also detect consecrated or desecrated objects or places. Yep. None of those. Okay. Well, at least we know we're not in that much danger from stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and she, uh, so she walks off to uh, the left. Sorry, when she was there, um, the two individuals, uh, whatever coins they had on them, put them into one um, pouch and handed the pouch to her. When she was leaving, my day of uh, caught a glimpse of her face with my perception. Sure, give me a perception check. Yeah, no. Nope. No, you that's did a, not. That's a, yeah, absolutely nope. no. That's a one. Okay. Cool. Alarai right. wants to start trailing her. Uh, give me, please, a stealth check. Natural 20. Rock on. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so Sprocket, you see Alarai walk by you, 
Um, and she is following whoever this woman is. Then I step off of my crate, tuck my book back into my bag, set out behind her about 10 paces. I would definitely like to, I guess if she's heading um, southwest bound, I will head southwest from where I am, like the alleyway, a quote unquote alleyway, like alongside it, if that makes sense. Okay, cool. I'm also, as well as watching them, I'm also looking to see now if anybody's following us, because if anybody's clocked onto the fact that we're following her. Sure. Uh, give me a perception check. That's a 16. No, you are not being followed. Okay. Um, and on, uh, you kind of see the party is splitting directions. Which one are you going to follow? Or if at all? I think I will uh, trail Daz. Uh, Cast, how about you? You seem to be the furthest one away. I'm going to um, wait and see what Simeon does, because I think it's important yep. for none of us to get too far apart. And if he wants to stay at the bookstall and investigate further, I want to cover him. Okay. Simeon? I'm going to ask, uh, come around and then ask the older, the older man. Uh, I love these books here. They're kind of the ones that I grew up with, so to speak. Um, yes. I have an eye on some better fare. My, uh, my liege has asked me to look for and identify some other books. Uh, uh, specifically looking for something uh, about um, uh, the Lamia or even the Asmar. You wouldn't happen to have anything along those lines, would you? Excellent. Great questions. Um, uh, yeah, we have... Uh, funny that you should ask. We have... Uh, let's see here. Uh, he points to the stack of expensive books. He said, there's one, uh, it's called Wanderings, uh, Wanderings of a Humble Asimar, uh, right mm. there. Um, and then, uh, and then this one here, uh, The Daughters of Grisit, uh, which is, uh, that deals with the origins of the Lamia. Those are, that's a very, uh, that's a very strange line of questioning. Uh, why are you looking to do so? I am but a humble member of a household guard, as you can see. Um, my family is well, uh, or the, the house that I work for is well acquainted with books, and I basically was given a task. I wish I knew more or understood it better, but essentially, while I am somewhat read, I personally stick to the books on the other side of the, uh, of the shop, if you know what I mean. I would like a deception roll from you, please. Unless you feel like you're being truthful. I come from a pretty well-attired uh, uh, company. I think the only thing is the fact that I was sent on a mission and didn't yeah, know. And, and you, so I feel like, confident like that deception... Yeah. yeah, it seems like you're being cagey. Uh, that's going to be an 11. Fabulous. Uh, I rolled a 12 on my insight check. So he sort of looks at you sideways, says, uh-huh, asking about the Lamia. Let me guess, Cormier? You're six days away? You're coming here to ask about the Lamia. I didn't come direct from Cormier, and yes, that is where I hail. I was, however, bid by those I, of whom employ me to look after and ask about some books. Um, mm -hmm. It seems that there's some things that they're interested on. They said that 
a shop here would be a great place to find rare books. Um, my guess is my my employer is headed to or planning to go to Candle Keep. I'm not a fool. I understand the way these things work, as I'm sure you do. Um, so he gave me some titles to look after and asked me to come look. Give me your deception check at advantage, please. 19. Fabulous. Uh, he seems to, his gaze softens a little bit. It's like, you could have just been upfront about it. Uh, look, the books, they're 250 gold pieces. Uh, that's pretty much not negotiable. Fair enough. There was one book he mentioned, then changed his mind. Uh, I just want to ask because, well, quite honestly, if, if you have it, it could mean a lot for me personally. Um, would you happen to have, um, let me see if I remember the title. Um, it was um, da, 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 um, The Dark Hunger. He scoots back on his chair a little bit. We did. We had a copy. <clears throat> so no longer that one has gone? It's been sold. It's getting late. I think it's time for us to close and conclude our business for the evening. Uh, oh. uh, I didn't get your name, sir. Oh, um, one moment. Uh, I have uh, one of my employers, uh, other uh, employees coming. They, they are actually coming with the money. Uh, we, of course, were going to purchase a book or at least trade value for it. But Then certainly um, you can come back in the morning. We're closed. Oh, we're planning on leaving today, of course. Well, then I guess we're not going to be able to make a deal. Well, well I, I'll tell you what. I'll, allow me a moment. I actually have the item with me. Um, allow my, um, my boss to uh, come forward. Um, uh, I, of course, have the trade value. It is a, a fabulous jeweled dagger. And if my boss would come forward, uh, I can let this is taking this cue and sco scooching around nimbly so that she doesn't seem to be coming from behind a stall. So she's nipping around the front of the fish market rather than appearing so, magically from behind a, the back so of a stall, like which would be way? a bad idea. And I call out, oh, Arthur, assuming Simeon doesn't want to be known by his real name in this context. Yes. Yes. Oh, 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 this is this is the uh, boss I was referring to, uh, Milady, uh, Delia. Uh, I, 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 they're trying to close. I didn't have the authority to make the deal, but I do have the the jewel dagger. Um, I, I'm trying to hold his his hand at this closing till we can at least purchase at least one of the books. Perhaps you by would all means, be by all means. Certainly. So I take out the dagger and, and I hold it, not threateningly. This is the dagger. I'm hoping that we might be able to come to some kind of deal for at least one of the books. That's only worth like 20 gold coins. I'm not interested. And we're closed. And if you try to push me one more time, I'm calling the city watch. Okay. Well, you sent me back to my employer as a failure, and I wish that were not so. I, I thank you for your time. 
Um, the young man starts hurriedly, like, packing up the books that are there uh, into, um, like, a, a satchel. And then the old, the older gentleman um, takes the expensive books, uh, starts putting them into a crate. Kess smiles brilliantly and says, nice attempting to do business with you. Mm-hmm. We last left when we were beginning to follow the very confident woman who walked into the bookstall, collected a sack of gold, and and booked it, uh, not booked it, but left out of there. Um, and Alari successfully made a stealth check, natural 20 if I remember correctly, uh, to follow the woman. Um, and so I feel like at this point, um, Sprocket and Daz and Anon, I sort of feel like I understand where you guys are. Kess and Simeon, uh, you had a prolonged encounter at the bookstall. What are you doing next? You know that the party has sort of, uh, in fact, at, at this point, the party is pretty far away. So, uh, because you were there for certainly another couple of minutes anyway. So, um, you know, if you think about two minutes of time, that's 20 rounds, uh, 30 feet per round, uh, normal movement kind of thing. So that that's a, they're significantly far away. So. I'm thinking that I may still be able to see um, Enon, the turtle, down this long alley. Do you think uh, so? Well, so I think that the... Because it's a straight shot yeah. from where I'm standing, as opposed so, to Simeon. Right. Right. Well, so this uh, this alley does not extend for all the distance that it, that it's going to go to, right? So they basically uh, where the woman is walking, she's going to disappear off the left hand side of the map. Sprocket and Alari will have no problem following her. Um, that's going to be fine. I think we have kind of three groups of two that are kind of going on here. We've got the two that are following the woman. They're all good. We have you two. And then the next one I'm going to have to go ahead and resolve is kind of Daz and Anon, kind of where you guys are heading. Because, again, she's going to disappear off the left side of the map. So if you want to kind of continue to follow her, we're going to need stealth checks. So, um, but Kess and Simeon, knowing that you're probably a minute or two behind everybody else, what are your intentions? What are you trying to do next? I want to, and I haven't consulted Simeon just yet because he's still close to these two people who we had a slightly hostile encounter with. Yeah, exactly. They were very hostile. I want to rejoin the rest of the party, and I know which way the woman went because I saw. So um, You did. From where I am, I'm doing a quick scan to see whether any of the party are still in sight. And So that's what's behind my question is, can I still see Enon? Sure. In the distance, heading down the alley. He would certainly stand out. It's probably 600, you know, probably five or 600 feet away is the problem. So we will resolve that when I know specifically what they're doing. Sure. Um, Simeon, are you doing anything additional or are you just kind of milling about waiting uh, to see what Kess does? Or I, My natural inclination would be to follow these two because they actually have the book. Okay. However, I'm not going to let Kess be by herself. So. Okay. I will and I'm not articulating that information. So it basically, if Kess stays, I'll follow them and hope Kess will follow me. Okay. If Kess goes, then I will break off of them and yep. follow Kess. Okay. Let's do, let's talk to to Daz and, and Anand then. So uh, so knowing that the that you are kind of an alley beyond 
the woman and Sprocket and Alari. Um, how would you two continue to either follow them or uh, otherwise act uh, in the in the, the storefront here? I'm aware that I'm probably the least stealthy person out of everybody. Yep. Especially with the total. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing is, I would be tempted to try and make some attempt to follow. I think okay. if hmm, you can if, certainly make your stealth check and see if you blend in, like that's totally fine. The thing is, it's not like I'm trying to hide from her. I guess it's more that I'm trying to make it seem like I'm just. It's coincidental that I'm going the same way. I don't know. If, yeah, I suppose that probably yeah. still would be kind of stealthy. I mean, I, I can. I guess I can give you your cho- your choice between stealth and deception. Yeah, that's deception not, probably like deception better. Too. Yep. Yeah. Why don't you get why don't you give me deception then? That's really good. That's a twenty-one. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, so yeah, she uh she is does not seem to be giving two figs about the fact that you happen to be walking in the same direction. Um yeah. Anon, are you continuing to try to keep up with uh with Illidaz? I believe that I would Perhaps stick out more than most, so I've yes. decided to just trail along and just play the part of the uh, awestruck uh, traveler, just looking around as I try to keep people in sight. Uh, so if I fall behind, then that's uh, something I'm willing to accept. Okay, that's fine then. Uh, would you give me a deception check, also, please? Fourteen. Fourteen. Fabulous. Thank you. Okay, so uh, so Kess and Simeon. Um, this, if we're going to check in with each other by eye. Yeah. And we've developed a pretty high level of trust. So if Simeon wants to give me some signal about what he feels would be the best plan, I'm going to follow his cue. I'm going to give her the your call. Okay. <laughs> So I think that this is an opportunity for some really fun role play. I'm not going to ask you to like make eyes at one another. However, if you are not speaking, I don't want you to tell me what you're doing, what what message you're trying to imply with your eyes. I want you to tell me what you're physically doing with your face. I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna nod and uh, tilt my head in, in deference to Cass. So. Are the two people hurriedly packing up their stall facing away from me? Yes. I'm going to cast dancing lights behind me in the shadow of the stall and okay. use uh, so a like, little uh, sign language here. with my dancing lights to say, to say, let's let's investigate these this, these booksellers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, dancing lights is a cantrip, right? Mm-hmm. So are you physically spelling out the words, let's investigate them? I'm using bro sign language, which like, I'm pu- using like an arrow pointing at the at the bookseller guys. Very, I, very sneaky, uh, like a big neon arrow, like, these guys! Right, okay. Yeah, but, you know, nobody yeah, else Joe's. is watching. Right, no, totally. Um, I'm flexing. Uh, yeah, they are definitely way occupied uh, in getting their stuff together. So... Having relayed those messages back and forth to one another, what do you do? Um, I'm going to step out to where the pies were, uh, get pies, and then we're going to follow them when they leave. The booksellers already know that I'm with Simeon, so there's nothing to conceal, so I'll go join him. Okay, fabulous. Okay, 
after a few moments, uh, they get their things packed up, uh, and they leave in the same direction that Alarai and the woman that she was following and Sprocket went to. Um, their pace is slower because they're carrying things, and uh, particularly the young man seems to be carrying a large satchel full of books, and so that that seems very heavy. Um, so I would need. Um, how are you? How are you following them? Are you trying to sneak and not be seen, or are you trying to deceive as if you are not really following? I have one question first. Which of them is carrying the small stack of very precious books? The, the, so the older gentleman is carrying a box. Uh, Simeon saw him putting the four or five remaining expensive books in the box. I'm super stealthing. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be apart from her, but we're both headed in the same direction. Yep. So I will go for the deception. I so, have a dirty 20 for stealth. Okay, I like it. And my deception is poor, but hopefully that would uh, give her advantage because they would probably pick out me with my three. Or actually, my uh, three became a six. All right, so um, so Kess, you don't feel like you've been seen. As they're walking down the alley, you see the older gentleman walk up to... Um, uh, somebody in the armor of the city watch um, and speak in very hushed tones. Um, and the city watch uh, man turns his head uh, and looks in your direction, Simeon. And I will give him the nod of a cop on the job. Give me a deception roll. Oh, no, I am on the job. Persuasion. <laughs> Maybe. But I, I right, definitely... Yeah, this is my query. I know he's dirty. I'm following him. I'm a cop. All right. Perception. I, I will give you persuasion. That's going to be a 21. The old gentleman and the young man um, leave the city watchman and continue to walk by. Um, so you, if you are following them, you would basically walk right by the city watchman. Um, I will. And the city watchman under his breath as you walk by. Now, Cass, he's ignoring you altogether. So, like, I don't, I don't know where you're parkouring to, but he is not seeing you. He's, he is really occupied by Simeon. Uh, the city watchman will put his hand out, uh, and basically you'll like walk like on your chest plate as you walk by. Yep. He's like, I don't know what your game is. We've got rules. Watch yourself. You know, take his hand away. Understood. And then I'll continue. Yeah, and he won't. He will not make any other effort to stop you. Alari, I am going to need you to give me another. Um, so again, you were trying to be sneaky behind this woman, right? Was it originally a stealth check, right? I'm trying to follow. You've been deceptive it, since then, yeah. Yeah, deceptive since then says so that like yep. if she stops and turns around, yep. Hopefully, she doesn't see me. Totally. Give me, please, a deception check at advantage, and that's reflecting of how well you are able to kind of keep from her vision at all. Uh, twenty six. Well, uh, yeah. As far as you can tell, she either does not give a crap about the fact that you're following her or does not realize that you're following her at all. Um, and you have rolled high enough uh, that the four people that are basically kind of in your cadre, she's got no idea. Again, she either doesn't care or has not noticed that she's being followed um, at all. Um, Simeon and Kess, um, you are hanging back uh, far enough that the, the two people that you're following are not wise to the fact that you are going there. Now, the woman and the two shopkeeps 
are going to the same place. So you see, uh, you, uh, again, Alari and Sprocket, since you're kind of at the front of this, you see the woman go into uh, a very small, rickety, shack-type building. How far back are you staying, or what are you doing in that regard? If she do- If she goes into a building, I'm going to kind of give it the side eye to try and, and look at it without looking at it as I go by. And then I'm going to take probably a good 10 to 15 steps past and try and find an alley or something to duck into. Okay. Uh, give me, let's see, to go ahead and find an alley to duck into. Uh, how are you currently feeling about uh, about this little mini adventure that you've been on following her? Are you, how, how confident are you or, uh, or, or what? To describe your mental state. Alari feels pretty confident that she has not been noticed. Okay. How dangerous do you feel like what you're doing is? Moderately. Okay, cool. Uh, give me then, uh, to find an alleyway that would be perfect, give me a, uh, a perception check. Five. You find an alley. Yeah, you find an alley. You think it's, you think it's fine? Um, Sprocket, uh, you're with her, um... How do you feel about what you're currently doing? Um, Sprocket is probably seriously, seriously vibing off of the adrenaline rush going on from the danger right now. Because oh. um, it really helps him focus and brings like all of his scattered thoughts into like a laser focus of now. So he's probably super excited. His, fa- his fear would help him cool. focus instead of being distracted and like focusing and, and like looking yeah. at everything around him. I like it. Give me an insight check, please. 12. Okay. You're not so sure that this is a good alley. Like, it's a little too wide. It's a little too square. Uh, if if anybody looks out a window of this, like, shack, they might see you. You're not sure that this is a great alley. You're not sure that you've got a good alternative, but you're also kind of like, eh, this is So, awesome. to be clear, did I see and understand why Alari is looking to duck into an alley? Uh, you definitely saw the woman go into the sh- go into a shack, yeah. Like basically, she's like beelining towards this like shack like building, um, and uh, uh, Alari saw that, and she's trying to be sneaky and not like follow her directly into the building. Got you, but she looks obvious as hell right now. Uh, so she's still not being spotted. This just isn't a good place to hide if she doesn't want to be seen. That's more what the problem right. is. Like, okay, you know, and like, not that it's specifically dangerous, and it looks like the kind right, of place exactly. cut are about to jump out at her. Yeah, it's like you've got a choice to hide behind three trees, and they're the only three trees in the field. Maybe you shouldn't be hiding behind the trees, right? Sprocket will just kind of saunter past her, looking looking around at the different yep. things as though he's pretending, but they're not. He's not even seeing those things at this point. He's so focused on what's going on, and gives her the smallest down by his hip motion to follow oh. him, and walks right past the shop casually and looks for a better spot to observe. I love it. Give me a survival check. Sixteen. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you feel like you are able to find kind of a better alley to duck into. It's a, it's a little less, you know, it gives you a really good vantage point. It's got like some crates and barrels at the end of it. And you can really kind of see uh, what the layout is. Uh, you feel like that's a little bit better. Um, Alari, do you follow it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Give, give me now again, give me another self check then, please. And still an advantage. You're, you're riding this pretty good. Well, I'm glad that's at advantage. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's the last one. 
Because again, you were like in an alley, and so now they want you want to try to get out of the alley without being seen. Seventeen. Cool. All right, excellent. You feel like you're able to get in without any problem. Within a few moments after uh, Sprocket and Alari, you see after you duck down the alley, you see um, Illidaz um, and uh, Anon. Um, Anon is standing out like a sore thumb. I mean, he is like you cannot hide a turtle. Just all it is to it, um, you know. But he seems to be playing the part, just kind of like looking around, like, "Oh, I'm a turtle in the big city." Let's. Um, he seems to be playing the part. Um, what do you guys do? What kind of stalls are around us near where we've ducked, or are we out Not, of the market completely? Yeah, you're out of the marketplace at this point. Yeah. Is there anything nearby that, once stepping out of the alley, could attempt to look casual while observing or checking out? Yeah, there sure is, um, because in this section of town, uh, so there are not, there are no longer um, like like stalls or anything like that. Um, you're in an area of Baldur's Gate known as Blackgate, um, and uh, Blackgate uh, again, full of ramshackle huts, flimsy tents. It's a really stark contrast to the rest of the city that you've seen. Um, uh, what you see here are like arms dealers who have like canes with swords hidden in them and um, punching punching daggers with poison blades, like illicit weapons. Um, or in the in the market that Good you're enough. in, you saw like fresh produce and stuff like that. Here. The lettuce is a little wilted, and the oranges are a little soft, and the meat is a little gray, you know, that kind of thing. And there aren't many of them. They're really, like, spread out. So it's kind of, you see, like, some, like, outwardly illicit, like, you know, um, like, businesses, and also some places where it's like, the fresh vegetables that were in the market two days ago are here, all right. So noticing the illicit weapons shop, Sprocket steps back out of the alley and uh, walks up to that little ramshackle shop yep. um, and picks out a pair of brass colored, regardless of what metal they're actually made of, um, brass knuckles with yep. sharp spikes on them and makes a show of with his gauntlet that has the brass coming down it how it might fit on it as though he's like puzzling it out and he makes a couple of notes. And while he's kind of like looking and measuring, he kind of points at where Alari is yep. and then goes back to what he was doing. Awesome. Uh, give me, please. Uh, just give me a, just give me a D 20 roll. You actually beat the check. So when you do you put the, um, the brass or the air quotes, brass knuckles on. Not actually on because they wouldn't. I'm not looking at how to fit them onto the, my fingers into them. I'm instead kind of analyzing it and looking at it like if I cut it off the back part of it or come up with some other mesh fashion, how could I mesh this directly into the gauntlet? So as you pick it up, you actually think that they would fit over your fingers. So it just randomly pops into my brain like, wow, these would fit good right over the fingers. Yeah. And you were, you were, when you picked them up, you were sure that they would be too big. But now that you're holding them, like, man, they look like they would fit my knuckles exactly. Then I turn to the shopkeep and say, hmm, do you mind? Uh, holding my fingers in front of the holes. Sure. Don't and you I walk off them under those. my fingers. 
um, and they fit like a glove, and you feel that familiar arcana tingle of something that would feel like it needed to attune to you to be used. Hmm. Do you take them off? I do. How much are these? 150, but you don't say where you got them from. 150, like one silver piece, 50 copper? Really? They're clearly simply a, a set of metal knuckles. He blinks very rapidly as he says it. 150, and you don't say where you got them. 150 gold? Yes. Hmm. Could I interest you in the left incisor of a were rat? And if you refuse, I will tell them exactly where I got them. Uh, give me a persuasion check. 15. You know, maybe if you had two of them, but not for just one. I do happen to have two, but I would have to request, before I could actually finish making this deal, I would have to request the opportunity to uh, spend at least the next few minutes. Give me a minute. Let me think about it. I, I, I need to examine them further. Do you mind if I uh, just take them around the corner here? I swear I won't go anywhere. Yes. Yes, I mind that significantly. Um, Illidaz, you see, uh, and and uh, Inan, you see Sprocket haggling with uh, a a vendor. Uh, Trying to trade teeth for breast knuckles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Successfully, I may add. Um, I, I'm definitely concerned. Uh, who is this? What does this person look like who he's dealing with? The shopkeep. Um, yeah, he looks like uh, he looks like rather yeah. than your majestic eagle Aarakocra, he looks like a vulture. He's like naked, right. like no no feathers from the neck up over his head. His body is covered with like black oily feathers with a couple of like white ones in random places. Uh, his front his hands are like curved and vulturously like. The nails are thick and black, and mm -hmm. he's not a nice-looking person. I'm definitely... If this guy tries to step to Sprocket, I know I'm ready to step in, but I'm going to see... Definitely watching from afar, letting him handle it yeah. himself. That, that's definitely not the impression that you get. You don't get the impression that this guy is stepping to Sprocket. You actually get the fact that he's kind of insulted that Sprocket just tried to walk off with his stuff. <laughs> well... Whether Sprocket's trying to play him or he's trying to play Sprocket, I'm yeah. I'm observing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sprocket, carry on. I eyeball it. So no, you can't. Fine, I do. I have both. All right. How I'll about take... one tooth and half a blood sample? Half a blood sample. What? Fine. Here's both teeth. Uh, he'll take your two where your two wear rat teeth, uh, and uh, give you the the. Air quotes, brass knuckles. <laughs> I'd like to say it's been a pleasure doing business with you, but you really look like an unsavory sort of fellow. I'd strongly Give recommend a different profession. And I walk off. Give me Back two towards. teeth for a magic item. <laughs> it's unsavory now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, Illidaz and, and, and Enon, uh, Sprocket walks away from the unsavory vendor. And I'm assuming, do you go back down the same alleyway that you came out of Sprocket? I'll look about a little bit first, not make it totally obvious. I've seen that they saw me by this yep. point, although I did get good and distracted by that deal. So it's only after yes, I'm done yeah. that I noticed them watching me because all of my laser focus from before got eaten away by because my ears were twitching as I put that on. 
and then I will go back over to LRI to continue waiting to see how we choose to proceed. Okay, so you yeah. duck back down the alleyway. Um, Illidaz and Enon, do you follow them down the alleyway? Yes, yeah, I definitely am still trying to have that air of, oh, I'm just wandering around, totally. like yeah, I'm not really um, looking very focused on anything in particular. Perfect. Uh, the next people to kind of come up to the shack are the two people that worked at the bookstore. Um, and they walk into the shack uh, and you hear some tense conversation coming from inside. Uh, my my plan at this point, because I've seen where they've gone, is to really confront them. I don't think we're going to follow them now that they've got to the place where they're going to be anymore. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you, you you saw them go into their shack, and so when you mean confront them, like how do you mean? Like I'm gonna go into the shack. So those of you in the alleyway, uh, Simeon walks up to the shack like he belongs there. Cass, you were with him. You know where Simeon is going. I am still. They have no idea I'm here. I want to be backup for Simeon, but not make it obvious immediately that I'm yep. here. So uh, I am. Very close, as close as I can get without being seen and ready to intervene. I'm pretty okay. fast. All right. If you need um, it. Alari, you see Kess sneaking yeah. around, and it seems pretty obvious that nobody else knows that she's there. Uh, I mean, everybody else in the party sees her, but like the the people that went into the shack don't uh, don't see her. So, um, so Simeon, as you approach the door, you certainly still hear um, that there is a commotion in the in the uh, in the in the building. You're still right. going in. I'm going to just open the door and walk in. Okay. Simeon opens the door and walks in. Uh, there are two people sort of in the room immediately. You see a door kind of in front of you, a door off to the right. Um, and the two people are like, hey, what are you doing here? This is, get out. I have to make this deal. <laughs> How loud are you saying that? Like, like loud enough for like anybody else in here to to hear it, kind of thing. Everybody uh, anywhere around. I am actually trying to be um, loud. I'm trying to be noticed so my party can hear what happened. So if I stop talking, they know something has gone down. Uh, so the doorway in front of you opens, and standing in that doorway is the older gentleman from the bookstore. Uh, and he points his finger at you and says, it's time to go. You have opened a door you shouldn't have opened. Time to go. I have to do this deal. You walked away, and I'm ready to find a way to pay you. We need uh, the book. We've got to get there. I'll do whatever I have to do to make sure we get you your payment. He raises his hand and squeezes his hand together like he's telling you to be quiet. And I need you to make a wisdom save. That's not a good thing. That's really not a good thing. <laughs> how, 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 ba how bad was it? As bad as it could mathematically get, plus two. Was it so I'm at a three. Was it, you rolled a natural one? I, I certainly did. I need you to roll a d6. That's going to be a four. Awesome. Okay, cool. So it's not as bad as it could have been. Um, you're asleep. I don't do that. I'm, uh, or at least I get resistance to that. That would be our oh, advantage okay. to do that because I'm, I'm a half elf. Roll it again then. Roll, roll your wisdom save again. Yeah, it's not significantly better. Nine. <laughs> Still not good enough. 
so basically what happens is so he storms in you hear him say that he needs to go ahead and make this deal you hear a commotion on the inside he falls he kind of slumps to his right um and the door closes Next time on Mathsroth's Mighty Digressions. Your friend opened the wrong door. We told him to get out of here. He didn't listen. He didn't listen. Cass says to his down body, now who means business? Okay, he is badly, badly injured. You killed Simeon! As I'm fading out, that's my friend. Trying to negotiate with the terrorists. Feeling a little uncomfortable by this, Alarai starts searching bodies. <laughs> <laughs>